Welcome to Sojourner Truth. Thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. Today, we continue the continuation of our coverage to the tragedy, many increasingly acknowledging that it is a genocide happening in Gaza. Our guest is Ziad Abbas, who is with the Middle East Children's Alliance. And today, you will have an opportunity to do what you can to help the children of Gaza who are suffering so greatly right now. What I'd like to do is to go to a clip from CBS about the situation on the ground. Adriana, good evening. Israel's ambassador to the United Nations is thanking President Joe Biden after the United States issued a veto against a UN Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Here in Hostage Square in Tel Aviv, the focus, though, is solely on getting those 100 or so abductees still in Gaza home. Israel maintains that military pressure will make that happen faster. Nine weeks to the day since Hamas's surprise terror attack and Israel's military pounded Gaza from the north to the south. This new video said to show soldiers targeting militants in Jabalia in Israel's mission to destroy Hamas, but destroying families too. Some here forced to bury their dead in the streets with official cemeteries too full or too dangerous to reach. The devastation stretching as far south as Rafah on Egypt's border, supposedly the Strip's safest area. This place wasn't a shelter, it's just a very simple home. They got out from the rubbles, maybe more than 40 kids, they were injured. 18-year-old university student Hassam Sharif has a message for President Biden he shared with our CBS News producer Marwan Al Ghul. I hope that there's still people in America who have uh, uh, a gold of heart, a heart of gold, and just to just go out. I want you, all of you, to go out to stop all these massacres. The World Food Program now says about half of Gaza's population of more than two million don't have enough food. I came here to find starvation, said this father who fled south to Rafa. This isn't milk, it's basically water. And clean drinking water is a luxury too. Wow, um, hope people have a heart. Half of the residents of Gaza don't have enough food or clean water. We live in a global world. We're all interrelated. So on Sojourner Truth, we work to bring directly to you news and views on local, national, and international policies and stories that affect us all. And we draw out how those of us most impacted women, communities of color, and other communities are responding. We also discuss the interrelationship between art and politics. Now for our news headlines. For Pacifica Radio, I'm Christina Onestead. Israeli forces bombed a United Nations-run school in Beit Hanun in northern Gaza today. Forces in the south have killed some 20 people in Rafah, including seven children. Some of the strikes hit the Egypt side of the border. Israel's vowing to keep up the fighting as the Palestinian death toll in Gaza tops 18,000. About 90% now of Gaza's 2.3 million people have been displaced. UN agencies say there's no safe place to flee. UNRWA Commissioner Philippe Lazzarini speaking in Doha called for a ceasefire today. There is no doubt that a humanitarian ceasefire is needed if we want to put an end to hell on earth right now 
in, uh, in, uh, in Gaza. Israeli forces also raided and bombed a Kamal Adwan hospital in northern Gaza, killing women in the maternity unit after days of shelling it. The World Health Organization says Gaza now has 11 partially functioning hospitals out of 36. It's also accusing Israel of detaining medical staff who are caring for patients. At the same time, Israel's opening a second crossing to Gaza that will allow more humanitarian aid to enter amidst a dire situation with lack of food, clean water, and medication. The Washington Post is reporting the U.S. supplied Israel with white phosphorus it used in Lebanon. Spokesperson Matthew Miller says they're investigating that. We are concerned by the report uh, of the use of white phosphorus. Obviously, there is a legitimate military use for white phosphorus, but that does not include um, using them on civilians. It means that if you use them, you have to do everything you can to minimize civilian harm. Um, anytime that we provide items like white phosphorus or really anything to another military, we do it with the expectation that it will be used uh, for legitimate purposes and in full keeping with uh, international humanitarian law and the law of armed conflict. So we're looking into this and, and looking for additional information. Matt Miller. As global climate talks near an end in Dubai, disagreement remains over the main cause of global warming, how to address fossil fuels. Despite calls for the phase out and just transition off fossil fuels from the United Nations and climate justice groups, a draft agreement calls for a reduction, not a phase out. FSN's Ollie Barrett has more. The UN Climate Summit risks ending in failure due to disagreements about the future role of fossil fuels. Delegates from oil-rich countries at COMP28 want to see more use of carbon capture technology to limit harmful emissions from traditional energy sources. But many scientists and developed nations believe that drastically reducing the use of fossil fuels is the only way to stop global warming. For many delegates, one glimmer of hope is an increased focus on the importance of renewables. Bruce Douglas is CEO of the Global Renewables Alliance. Interestingly, at this COP, renewables has been welcomed uh, at the highest level. As you've seen, there's a pledge now from over 130 countries to triple renewable energy by 2030. I mean, that's an enormously significant step for us, and we see it's a historic moment. But it's still not fast enough, and that's the point, and that's the message we're trying to get across here. Oli Barrett reporting. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky is on Capitol Hill to lobby for more U.S. military support as Republicans are holding up President Joe Biden's $110 billion aid request for Ukraine, Israel, and other national security needs. This comes as nearly 600 Russian shells, rockets, and other projectiles rain down on southern Kherson region in Ukraine, and hackers knocked out the phone and internet services of Ukraine's biggest telecom provider that serves more than 24 million mobile customers. Farah Sadiqi reports. President Joe Biden and Ukraine's leader Vladimir Zelensky will meet at the White House today as the administration presses Congress to provide more aid to Kiev. Zelensky spoke at the National Defense University in Washington yesterday. America and all three nations need to be confident in their strengths, in their leadership, so that dictatorships doubt themselves when the free world hesitates. That's when dictatorships celebrate. I'm Farah Siddiqui for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. The House Rules Committee is expected to take up the issue of an impeachment investigation into President Joe Biden. Democrats are blasting the move as a political stunt. Christopher Martinez reports. California Democrat Eric Swalwell of Castro Valley was the House manager for the last impeachment of Donald Trump. It's absolutely maddening 
that in this last week of the year, a year that started off in chaos as Republicans fought among themselves to find a speaker, that they're trying to unite themselves with an extreme political stunt. He says this is just the continuation of not accepting that Joe Biden won the 2020 election, a view espoused by former President Donald Trump, as well as by the current Speaker of the House, Republican Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Johnson spoke about the impeachment inquiry vote over the weekend on the Fox News program. So we have to be very methodical and careful and follow the facts where they lead. The impeachment inquiry is the next necessary step because the White House is now stonewalling our mm. investigation. Democrat Swalwell is critical of Speaker Johnson's role. He, in fact, was the architect uh, of the plan that Donald Trump used uh, to aim a mob at the Capitol on January 6th to convince people uh, that the election was stolen. Swalwell was joined at the news conference by Brad Woodhouse of the Congressional Integrity Project. And this entire uh, effort uh, is, uh, is retribution on behalf of Donald Trump. I'm Christopher Martinez. I'm Christina Onestead reporting for Pacifica Radio. Those were our news headlines. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. And we are doing a special today, actually. It's a fund drive special um, where we will benefit um, the Middle East Children's Alliance uh, who are working to as as much as they can to get resources to specifically the children and families in Gaza. Before introducing our guests, though, and also um, let me tell you a bit about our thank you gift today. The station is in fund drive and we have to have a goal of $6,000 for this hour. Why such a high goal? Because what we're going to do, we're offering a community uh, premium. It's a credit card or bank transfer only. And 60% of your donations will go to KPFK to keep this station going, keep it alive. 40% of it will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance. They purchase items in Egypt. They've got trucks uh, to get in during times when the border is open to get uh, materials into Gaza. We suggest uh, a minimum amount of $120. Please put it on a credit card or use a bank transfer. The number to call is 818-985-5735. So let's see if we could make our goal for this hour. Now, let me tell you what your donations will be specifically used for. They'll be used for food parcels, hygiene kits, uh, clean drinking water, emergency supplies for fuel, um, toys and coloring books for the children, plastic sheets for broken windows, leaking roofs, and more. And I want to thank the uh, Pacifica uh, management for allowing me to do this special community premium. Again, this is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. Our guest, uh, Ziad Abbasi, is the executive director of the Middle East Children's Alliance. So we'll be hearing a bit more from him about that organization and also specifically about the work that they are doing, procuring food hygiene supplies and others and getting emergency assistance to families who have 
fled their homes in Gaza. But before we go to that, let's just get, and again, that number is 818-985-5735. By the way, although I'm suggesting $120 minimum amount is the most popular gift amount here on Sojourner Truth, I am challenging anyone who's listening right now who could pledge at the $500 level, who could pledge at the the $1,000 level, who could pledge even at a $5,000 level, um, you can really help um, with this urgent, urgent uh, situation right now happening in Gaza. Again, that number to call is 818-985-5735. We're not going to send you a thank you gift. What we're going to do is 40% of your pledge will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance for those items that I mentioned specifically, 60% of it, it's a 60-40 split. I have to do it that way um, for to help uh, KPFK. And it is tax deductible, the holiday season coming up, so please be generous. What I'd like to do now, just uh, getting an update, uh, let's hear a clip from ABC News, and then we'll introduce our guests. Let's go to that clip now. And global health organizations working in Gaza are calling for an immediate ceasefire over the dire humanitarian situation there. Doctors Without Borders says it's seeing a complete collapse in the healthcare system and has been forced to stop providing support to clinics due to Israel's evacuation orders. This is Israeli forces say they're going after Hamas leadership in Gaza South and are close to full control of the North. Foreign correspondent James Longman joins me now from Tel Aviv, Israel, for more on this. James, Israeli defense forces say at least 104 soldiers have been killed since the fighting started. What does that say about how the war is going and what's the latest on the fighting in Gaza? Well, Dan, I think the Israelis are finding this incredibly tough. Israel has said that they're close to securing northern Gaza, but we were down by the border today, and it did not feel like that was the case. Uh, we've been day after day, and we've heard explosions. A lot of those are controlled explosions. It seems that the Israelis are demolishing building after building, uh, neighborhood after neighborhood, basically flattening the area, trying to go after uh, Hamas. But we've heard a lot of small arms fire as well. They are in close combat with Hamas fighters there. And I spoke to an IDF soldier last week. He had just done a tour of duty inside Gaza, and, and, and he spoke to me about how difficult it is for them. They're in a position, IDF soldiers, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, a Hamas fighter only needs to be one or two, will come out of a tunnel, fire uh, an RPG, a ro rocket propelled grenade, towards their position, and then disappear back down inside a tunnel. And that is the reality of fighting in inside Gaza. And, and we saw that today, how difficult it is for them to secure the north, because we were on our way down there when rockets were fired out of Gaza. And not not just one or two. This was a serious barrage that was intercepted by the Iron Dome uh, over Tel Aviv. So the fact that after all these weeks of fighting, Hamas is still able to fire rockets out of Gaza goes to show uh, just, you know, that they're still able to uh, build a defense against the IDF. That's in the north. In the south, the IDF says that they're on the hunt for Hamas leadership, Han Yunus, the biggest city in the south. That's the focus of their operations there. But as difficult as it is for them in the north, it's perhaps doubly difficult in the south because so many people, civilians, who were living north went south to flee. So the IDF has to negotiate the, the, that complication as well, trying to keep civilians safe. But of course, 18,000 or more now civilians have died, according to the Hamas Health Ministry.
Okay, 18,000 so far, according to that count uh, from ABC. I happen to think that's an undercount. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth, and we're doing a very, very special. I worked, um, fun drive show today, I worked to get permission um, simply to do something to help, especially the children and the families of uh, Gaza. And I do have permission to do that. Uh, 40% of what you pledge today will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance. Please call 818-985-5735. If the line is busy, please stay with us. They will get to you. We're asking you to make a donation. You could donate an any level, but please put it on a credit card or do a bank transfer. Funds are urgently needed so that we could get money immediately for supplies going into Gaza and KPFK could also immediately get the money to keep this and and be able to stay on the air 24-7. Again, this is Margaret Prescott, 818-985. Five seven three five. This is an emergency situation, a Gaza emergency situation, and the Middle East Children's Alliance team and their partners, they're providing emergency assistance to families who have fled their homes to seek shelter with relatives as well as procuring emergency medical supplies for hospitals and clinics and much more. That number to call is 818 818- Nine eight five five seven three five. This is a special community premium, the emergency aid for Gaza uh, premium. And please don't let me down. We're trying to raise six thousand dollars during this hour. We can do that one caller at a time. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. It's urgent. I know your heart is breaking when you're watching the news and and seeing really the devastation. Uh, happening in Gaza. Half of those killed uh, being children. But let me um, welcome back to Sojourner Truth, um, Ziad Abbas, who is the executive uh, director of the Middle East Children's Alliance. He is a Palestinian uh, refugee, so he knows exactly what this is all about. Um, Ziad, thank you for taking time. I know you're up to your eyeballs to join us. Thank you, Margaret, for having me. Welcome back. Ziad, just we're trying to raise money during during this hour for a very, very good cause. Um, tell us about some of the aid that, first of all, tell us how you're able to get aid through, because I know people who are listening are saying, well, I don't know, uh, should I call or is this aid actually going to get to the ground? But you all are working with people on the ground consistently day in and day out, to do what you can to get aid in. Tell us about that, Ziad. Yeah, thank you again. Actually, I give credit to the people on the ground in Gaza Strip, to our staff members, to our partners on the ground, which they are spread all over Gaza, to our volunteers, and especially the people on the ground in Gaza Strip. They take their own initiatives and they take the risk. And I'm so sorry to just update you. A few days ago, one of our colleagues, and uh, she was actually last week distributing food parcels. She was killed with her family. She Her house targeted in north of Gaza, and she was killed. Her name is Dua uh, Al-Masri, and she was working as a librarian and program 
director in the Edward Said Library in Gaza Strip. We lost her, and this is as a result, I can say, for the Israeli attack and target civilians. Our work is dependent on the people on the ground. They take their own initiatives because they want to help their own community and support their families. And um, and uh, since the October 8th, uh, one day after October 7th, where we have our own, I can say, experience like many other organizations too, because we experience different kind of attack in Gaza Strip, 2008, 2009, 2012, 2014, 2018, and 2021. So all the time we try to learn from that, from the, uh, these experiences, like to work immediately during the attacks in Gaza Strip. So we got the initiatives and we start working in the local market, whatever is of uh, in the more local market, we buy it, we back it, and we distribute it. Especially we focus on the beginning in food parcels and hygiene kits, because when the Israelis start shilling, the most the people sometimes when they need to evacuate their houses, they need to leave very quick. There is no time to pick up anything. And uh, they leave. And when they leave, go to the shelters, they have nothing. And sometimes it takes some time to other uh, uh, aid agencies to come, like United Nations, to respond immediately when the people, they go to school. So we try to respond immediately. And the first thing we think about it, it's the hygiene kits, including the feminine need. And this is the most urgent thing sometimes we receive it from the people in the ground. So we started with this, actually, from October 8th, and we try to continue. And we were working in all over Gaza. And in the beginning, we were focusing in north of Gaza. But when the ground troops took on and entered Gaza, north of Gaza, that's become very difficult because it's very risky. And uh, some of our uh, partners and volunteers evacuated from north to the south, and it become very hard. Now, our work, it depends. It's very hard right now in all over Gaza Strip, especially the, the way how they divided Gaza Strip, north, the people in north, they cannot go to the south. And the people from the south, they cannot go to, to the north. The middle area now, it's divided from the south and from the north. And right now, it's the it's become very hard for the people, even in the south, between Khan Yunus city and Rafah. Rafah is the city on the border, the Egyptian border. So our work, it depends on every area, whatever we can do. We were so lucky during the pause, the one week, there were no bombing. And any minute that the Israelis, they are not bombing, it's a possibility for to save lives in Gaza Strip. People survive, actually, because the bombing is continuous. And as you know, it's a genocide. They are targeting everywhere. They are targeting civilian houses, journalists, doctors, hospitals, uh, universities, mosques, churches, all of these. So the people, they take their own initiative in their own area and they try as much as they can. If there is anything is uh, available, they can take it and distribute. We succeed to reach to hundreds of thousands of people like uh, uh, in the beginning. Now it's getting harder, but we still try to continue to distribute. At the same right. time, we are working from Egypt. We have our staff members there where we try. We succeed with two trucks to get to into together. One of these trucks went to the north area, which was a big success. I am sad to say that, but according to the situation and the reality in the ground, to get some stuff to north of Gaza, it's a huge, it's a miracle, we call it. And of course, yeah. this, uh, these trucks, it's full of food. 
water, uh, food parcels, water, some of it, hygiene kits. At the same time, we try to work now. It's winter there. It's very, very, very cold, especially for the people living in the shelter. Some people, they are living already in the streets in Gaza Strip. And we succeed with 15,000 uh, uh, children to uh, offer them that the winter clothes they need. And we will continue to do that. So we are working on different levels between food parcels, hygiene kits, water, and uh, winter uh, clothes and blankets. We have 3,400 blankets distributed. Now to have a blanket in Gaza, it's like you are searching for gold in the right. market because it's it's, yeah. it's very hard to get that. This is what we try to do now Z from Egypt. Zier, yes. Zier, hold, hold that thought because I want to give that phone number out again. I mean, you're giving such crucial information about your incredible work at great risk on the ground in Gaza. We want people to call 818-985-5735. Please make a pledge. I'm not arranging to send you a thank you gift. Your thank you gift will be helping the children and families of Gaza. 40% of your donations will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance to do the work that Ziad Abbas, who's our guest, is describing. Again, that number is 818-985-5735. And let's put our money where our mouth is. A lot of people are going around saying, oh, they're so upset. They're very concerned that if you stand in solidarity with um, Palestinians, you're being called anti-Semitic, which is absolutely not the case whatsoever. Pacifica means peace, and that means that we grieve for every loss of life, including the, the civilians uh, whose lives were lost on October the 7th. But the children and the people of Gaza are facing a genocide right now. The bombardment is is unbelievable. And even the head of the United Nations has called this an utter catastrophe. And guess what? It is your tax dollars uh, that are really fueling this effort right now. The United States was the lone uh, vote against a humanitarian ceasefire. Could you imagine that? On the one hand, you have Blinken and Biden saying, oh, we're trying to encourage um, Israel to allow for a humanitarian uh, ceasefire, a pause that happened uh, just about a week ago or so. So when that comes up before the United Nations Security Council, what does the U.S. do? They veto it. What does Biden do? He fast forwards, um, bypassing Congress, unusually bypassing Congress to get more weapons and ammunition um, to Israel. So People on the ground in Gaza, people in the Middle East, and people around the world right now increasingly are clear that this is a United States war. It is the United States money that is behind this effort. In that clip you heard earlier, you heard um, um, uh, an Israeli uh, minister thanking um, the United States for vetoing that vote. Now, let me be clear, just as we can criticize policies of the United States government without criticizing everybody who lives in the United States. You can criticize the policies of the Israeli government without criticizing everybody who lives um, in, um, in Israel. So let's be clear about that. And let's call 818-985-5735. 40% um, of your donation 
will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance for food parcels with essential food supplies, hot meals when it's possible, hygiene kits, wet wipes, toilet paper, diapers, women's sanitary supplies, green, uh, clean drinking water, um, emergency supplies of fuel, um, in particular to whatever hospitals they're able to reach for generators, toys and coloring books for children, plastic sheets for broken windows, leaking roofs, etc. cetera, a, a, a dire situation. And here on Sojourner Truth, we are giving you an opportunity right now to do something about it. A lot of people led by a lot of Jewish people, including rabbis, a lot of young Jewish people, but not only people of Palestinian Middle East descent, People of goodwill have been hitting the streets day in and day out, day in and day out in cities around the world. But this is something you can do concretely. 818-985-5735. Let's help get some clean water. Let's help get some food supplies. Let's get some hygiene kits and more to Gaza with the Middle East Children's Alliance. Um, uh, Ziad, I want to go back to you because the Middle East Children's Alliance, Mecca for Peace, is a reputable 501c3 nonprofit. You are very well established with a history of accountability, focusing on children. And actually, Ziad, I don't know if you recall, but I think it was in 2021 was the last time that on Sojourner Truth, we raised funds uh, for you all to for your work uh, happening um, in Gaza. But you talked about the work that you were doing on the ground because you're embedded. You have a grassroots uh, network on the ground helping you. But are you, just in terms of Egypt and, and in the border, um, are you able to purchase things here in the U.S. and send over, or you have to purchase things in Egypt? You know, to Tell us a bit about how that works in terms of getting the supplies and getting them into Gaza. Yeah. See you at a bus. Uh, yes, uh, in the past, yes, in the you know Mecca is uh, established thirty five years ago. So in the past, my colleagues here, and even when I was living in the refugee camp, sometimes uh, our staff here they used to do shipments from United States to Palestine. Right now, it's very difficult. Last a few years, even to send to Gaza. When Gaza, just want to remind the people, Gaza is under siege for over sixteen years. And before October 7th, just to remind them, and it was very hard even to send the medical shipments to our medical supplies or medicine to Gaza, even before this genocide started, uh, continue. I call it continuous because during the siege, we call it as Palestinians and Palestinian people in Gaza, they call it slow genocide during the siege. But right now it's fast, it's speed the genocide, what we see every day right now. And it's continuous for the years before the October 7th. It was possible like to send, but right now it's become very difficult. The only way is to do it, sometimes we do the, we, we, we buy the things in the ground and get the strips. Sometimes we do it in, in, in Egypt. For example, in 21, in 2021 attack, Immediately, one of the demands came from one of the hospitals, non-governmental hospitals in Gaza Strip. They asked us for an ICU uh, unit, uh, uh, an ambulance, but to be an ICU. We succeed to transfer this ICU in 2021. And I'm not saying this. We saw this ambulance still working until now as an ICU. And right now, 
we succeed to have another ICU unit, but it's waiting now to get to into Gaza. It's ready right now in 2023. Three weeks right now, we are waiting if they allowed us to get another ICU unit to the to the another hospital inside Gaza Strip. So we try the ideas we collect, whatever. And to be honest, I give the credit to the people. I know maybe to the people there is funds for Israel or IDF, the Israeli soldiers, they get millions, but they get it from a small number of people. The donation come to us, it's a grassroots level. You people they share, and I give the credit and I thank the people they stand in solidarity with uh, with Gaza and with uh, uh, with Palestine and they sent to Mecca and sent to other organization too not just us that they are sharing sometimes you receive a checks and donation five dollars ten dollars sometimes thousand dollars sometimes more because people they want to participate and to join and we tell the people the idea for us right now is not just to raise funds the idea we want the people to take an action to stop this genocide there are different kind of methods and tools where people they can join they can call their representative they can go to the street whatever it's organized in their area we want the people to take a stand this is no time to be silent at the same time to be in solidarity with palestine and in, in, in addition to what they are doing to be in solidarity with palestine they can donate and support and help us continue donate to the people yes we can buy things right now inside egypt it's very hard, it's very difficult, not only for us, even for other uh, organizations, even for organizations like international organizations like United Nations and uh, others. They are facing difficulties to get the stuff. Recently, last two days, they're allowed like 100 uh, trucks to get in, another 100 trucks to get in. So we have hope, things maybe it will move. But whatever we can, the main goal for us to have a ceasefire. And the second thing, try to help the people in the ground to survive. This is what the people, they want to live in dignity. They want to have a food. They want to access. I hear all the time our colleagues in the ground and our partners. It's very hard. People, they have a bride. But what they are going through, sometimes people, and to be honest with you, Margaret, and now it's, we start speaking, the massive starvation, it's starting in Gaza Strength. Disease is spreading among the, the people. And even the last statistics we received here, like 325,000 people, they already got different kind of disease. 85,000 people, they are suffering from diarrhea, and some of them severe diarrhea. As a result, they are drinking uh, and drinking uh, polluted water. They can't access clean water. And uh, skin disease is spread everywhere. In Gaza Strip, people, they are living in the shelters. People, they are come shower. Even, even when I talk with some friends sometime and some colleagues, they, when they tell you, hey, uh, the last time I was showered 12 days ago, and it's not really real shower, just they have the, the water on their body. It's, it's, it's very hard. It's very difficult. And imagine you have like 55 pregnant women in Gaza. And these women, they need special treatment and Midwives, they are very active in Gaza because there are hospitals, no hospitals. You have 22 hospitals out of service in Gaza Strip. And especially in the north area, they have only two hospitals. They are, their capacity actually with less than 20% inside uh, in the whole north of uh, area. Other hospitals, they are, uh, are under threat. And you have hospitals right now, like Kamal Adwan Hospital 
and Lauda uh, Hospital, they are under siege. No one, even the many people, they are killed in front of the hospital. This is the reality. This is the fact. This morning I was listening to a message came from Mahanna, uh, 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 doctor in Lauda Hospital. It's like the last call. He's calling the world. This is the last call can be. They are surrounded wow. by tanks and they can't oh help. God. And people, they are dying. And some of their medical teams, they are already killed. And just I will throw this statistics. You have 296 people killed from the medical teams in different hospitals. And even people driving ambulance. And sometimes the ambulance cannot reach because no fuel right now. They don't allow the fuel. So on that, very... on that note, Ziad, yes. again, let me give this, this number out. Ziad, you know, I'm a mom and... Look, it's it's really hard just keeping it together right now, listening to what you've described. I mean, the watching the children, I mean, the, the suffering is just unbearable. And I know a lot of our listeners, they've been calling their representatives, call you know, to demand a, a ceasefire. They've been hitting the streets. But uh what we can do today is to call 818-985-5735. Please. Make a donation at the $120 level, the $250, $500, $1,000 or more, whatever you can. It's tax deductible. And you know what? 40% of your donation will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance to address, to help as they are frantically doing day in and day out. They've had uh, p- people in their network who have been killed out trying to distribute food, but, you know, and other uh, clean water, et cetera, but they are still trying. And there's something that you can do to help. Um, you can, you know, open up your hearts, open up your wallets, pull out that credit card, 818-985-5735. I would really be so disappointed and heartbroken not to get a response, uh, Ziad, from the Sojourner Truth audience. We're trying to raise just $6,000 during this hour um, to help alleviate uh, this situation and specifically your donations will go towards the food parcels that Ziad has been describing, the hygiene kits, including diapers, really important, toilet paper, wet white, wet wipes, women's sanitary supplies, clean drinking water that are distributed from Mecca's uh, water purification units. They have some on the ground. They even have some water purification units at UN schools where families are sheltering. Emergency supplies for fuel as much as they could get in. They've got trucks uh, waiting at the border. Um, of Egypt. They've been able to get some supplies in already, but people in Gaza need help right now. And 60% of your pledge going to KPFK. Why? Because we have to keep the doors of KPFK open because there are not a lot of media outlets where you will be hearing an appeal uh, to raise funds for the Middle East Children's Alliance or um, to do the work that we do on Sojourner Truth or on other shows uh, 24-7 on KPFK. And uh, that's the way we have to organize it. But we're very happy that uh, Ziad, he has so much to do. Ziad could be working 24-7, he and all of the people. Barbara Lubin, I remember her so well, um, emeritus from the uh, from Mecca Middle East Children's Alliance. So 818 
985-5735-818-985-5735. And I, uh, Zia, just pause for a moment. I do have some breaking news to announce. Uh, people who have known Kwasi Nkrumah, who is an activist with the uh, Martin Luther King uh, Peace uh, Coalition, a big supporter of KPFK, activist for and mentor to so many uh, young people. I'm sad to say that Kwasi Nkrumah has passed away. So we are mourning uh, for uh, Kwasi. And if he Kwasi was still with us, I know he likely would be on the phone right now uh, calling to try to uh, donate uh, for the children and families of Gaza. But again, that number is 818-985-5735. Pledge your support for the children. Pledge your support uh, for the families, for the incredible, courageous, brave work um, that the Middle East Children's Alliance is doing. Um, uh, Ziad, what I'd like to do now is that I ran across this uh, clip of children, a children's choir in Ramallah at a Quaker school, at the Friends School in Ramallah, singing. And I want to just share a little bit of that song for you. Some of it is in English, but some of it is not. And just to let you know what they are singing, they're singing um, and they're doing it to a Christmas, a well-known Christmas song to that tune. And they're singing, look at the children of Gaza crying. The children of Gaza are dying from war and the world is standing by watching. It can see, but does not want to hear. It hears, but doesn't speak. Justice in this world is heartless and it doesn't speak. And then they go on to say, I'm a child born to live, not to die. Gaza is calling. We children want love, life, and justice, and they go on. And again, as we are sharing that song with you, I hope you pick up the phone and call 818-985-5735 and support the children and the families of Gaza. Let's try to get supplies. It's hard to get the supplies in, but it is happening. If anybody can do it, uh, the Middle East Children's Alliance can. 818-985-5735 is the number to call. Um, Jose, can we go to that song now?
I'm a child. We want to live, not to die. And Ziad, I'll have to say, it just gets me in tears um, every time uh, thinking about the children. And Ziad, the, the sad thing about it, and by the way, please call 818 9855735. 40% of your donations will go to emergency aid uh, for Gaza, the Middle East Children's Alliance, are doing everything they can with their team that are already on the ground, people who live in Gaza, and also uh, the material they're, they're buying in Egypt and trucks uh, waiting uh, to get into. Uh, Gaza 818-985-5735, a goal of $6,000 for this hour. Um, Ziad, let's talk about the children a bit, because I have heard people say that an entire generation of Palestinians are under threat, given the numbers of children um, who have been killed, but also seriously injured. Give us those numbers, Ziad, as far as you know, and the level of PTSD these children must be suffering right now, and how we can help, Ziad. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say, like, for our Palestinian children in general, they are become a target, not just in, in, in Gaza Strip, even inside West Bank. And we just want to remind the people, maybe they watched the exchange of prisoners during the, the bars when they released. And many of these, they are children below 18 years old, and which they were in prison and they were tortured. And when I say, when we speak about genocide, it's not just they are killing everything Palestinian right now and destroying and bombing and shooting. The idea is they are, the Israelis, uh, this is how the people in Gaza say it, actually. The Israelis, they are targeting the future of Palestine, too, by targeting the young generation. And just, I want to remind the people that Gaza Strip, it's, it's a tiny area, 139 square miles, and you have 2.3 million people living on this, uh, on this, uh, tiny land, over 50% of them, they are children. And this is remind me with Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn, Howard Zinn, he said, every war is a war against children. And this war, it's not just against, not like any other war. The children, they become the main target in Gaza Strip. And you speak about over 7,000 children, they are already killed. And the number here, it's not accurate because you have this number changing every hour inside Gaza Strip. But I can say over 7,000 Palestinian children already killed. And many of them, they are babies. Some of them even less than a month old, they are killed with their families. And you have another, I know in the beginning of the, your program, they spoke about 18,000 people, they are killed in Gaza. The number reached 18, over 18,000 right now. But you speak about 7,000 children and you have another close to 8,000 people, they are still buddies under the rebels. And they are they're expecting that there are over 4,000, half of them, they could be children. So the number of children passing already, we assume that, that over 10,000 people, they are already killed. And here you speak about almost 50,000 people, they are injured. Actually, the accurate number is 49,645. When I checked the final numbers a few hours ago, and I, right now they are still bombing, and they are reporting about few massacres happened where families they were attacked, 
in their houses or in shelters inside inside Gaza. And among these children, actually, there are some of them, they are disabled children with special needs. They yeah. are targeted and they are killed. And today I heard from a colleague and uh, he, his brother-in-law, he's a disabled person, 36 years old, and he's known as an expert. He's an expert for teaching other uh, disabled, deaf children. He's someone helping them to learn the silent language, to learn and uh, to, to be independent and help them. He was assassinated after he was arrested by the Israelis. He and his brother, both of them, they are deaf. And when they released him in his way, going back to the shelter to find his family, they shot him and they killed him. So children, they are a target here. And children, they are, when we speak about children, it's the future of Palestine, it's children. And all the Palestinian generation, I remember myself as a child, I am 59 years old, and we were suffering. We grew up in a refugee camp surrounded by fence. And you grow up in a reality where soldiers all the time, they are disturbing your daily life, even your school. You go to school to learn something, but the school becomes sometimes, it's become a, a torture place, like a prison, where armies, yes. they invade the school, they torture the, you there, they question you, they beat you there. And sometimes they beat you with your own teacher. You watch your own teacher, they are beaten in front of you. I will never forget these images in my mind. Now in Gaza Strip, they are shooting the children, they are killing children. My friend, his name Iyad, he's stuck in north of Gaza and he's moving. Iyad, all the time, he's saying, I'm in touch with him whenever there is a possibility that they can communicate through internet. He has three daughters. Yeah. He said, he told me the first few weeks, we used to have games with our children, play with them, try to just to let them feel, ignore their reality. But the bombing, it's changing everything. Right now, the other day, he was told me, now we are reporting about 67 days the war continues. He told me right now, you can't play games. Barely you can speak with your children. These children traumatize totally. Even for yeah. the children, they will not be killed or injured. All the children in Gaza Strip, they are already traumatized. They will suffer for a long time. It will live with them forever. And this is some of the work we used to do after to try to reduce the impact. I'm honest here, Margaret. And to the listeners, no one can solve the problem in Gaza Strip to help to recover from the, to, uh, the, the uh, helps these children to recover or everyone living in Gaza. What we try to do is to reduce the impact. This is what we can yeah. do. Because Absolutely. what they are going, what they are going through, it's very hard. So it's it's yeah. a war targeting the future of Palestine, the future of the, these children where they I heard the song. Yeah, this is what the children, they want to be children and to be a uh, to live their childhood. But unfortunately, this is what the, uh, I'm sorry, this is the Zionist settler colonialism targeting Palestinian children all the time. And even now, if you go to prison, we have over a thousand Palestinian people are arrested inside West Tank. We are not talking about West Tank, which every day, every night, right. they are invading and arrest people. Among these, they are children. Some of them even 13, 14 years old. And in right. Gaza Strip, there are children right now in a prison too. Even there were a number that, that's why they ref, uh, refused to comment. In the 132, uh, 142 women from Gaza 
arrested already and some of them arrested with their own children and some of them right. pregnant women some of them they are with their own babies so okay yeah, um, yeah hold, hold that thought because we only we we are very very close to when we actually have to wrap up i don't know where the the time has has gone um but um we are asking our listeners right now we need to raise another three thousand dollars uh before we get to the top of the hour the number to call is 818-985 5735. 40% of your pledge today, you're not going to get a thank you gift. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. But what you can do is you can help to get some supplies, some food parcels, hygiene kits, toys and coloring books for children, plastic sheets for broken windows, clean drinking water, emergency supplies for fuel. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to get it in there. It's very, very difficult. But the Middle East Children's Alliance, we're partnering with them uh, today. They have a history of figuring this out. They have a grassroots network um, who are based on the ground in Gaza. Their grassroots network are able to reach um, as best they can with difficulty, but able to reach displaced families who are with friends, relatives, neighbors, and in informal uh, shelters. They have a remarkable and courageous team on the ground made of staff, volunteers, uh, others who are partnering with them, responding to the urgent, urgent needs of children and families who are being bombarded even as we speak. Again, that number to call is 818-985-5735. We just have um, a few minutes left. I was hoping to be able to play um, more of a clip uh, for uh, for our listeners, uh, Ziad. But um, I think what we'll do is, again, encourage people to call 818-985-5735. If the lines are busy, please stay with us. This is too important. Don't hang up. Stay with us. Pledge $120, $250, $500, $1,000, $5,000 if you can or more. It's all tax deductible and it goes to an incredible um uh, incredible cause there's a crisis going on right now it's heartbreaking many people frustrated saying what can i do uh, you can do all the things you can protest call your elected officials demand a ceasefire you can also pick up the phone right now and call 818-985-5735 of your donation will go to help keep kpfk on the air it is in fun drive and as you know there is a fiscal crisis happening at the station but we're hanging in there we're trying to do what we can. I've reduced my on-air time to doing a, a, a weekly show rather than four days a week. That saves the station uh, some money. But we need you calling 818-985-5735 right now. Food parcels, hygiene kits, clean drinking water, emergency supplies. They um, Mecca 
has uh, two trucks on the border uh, there in, in Egypt. They purchase uh, supplies in Egypt to try to, to get it in. Um, again, 818-985-5735. Don't disappoint me, please. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth, pleading with you. Uh, Ziad, I just want you to take uh, likely two minutes, okay, to give us your final thoughts. But you said you know, my home island is Barbados. We're 144 square miles. We have a population of 250,000. So what you just described, the density of Gaza and the devastation that's happening boggles the mind. Uh, Ziad, just your final thoughts. I'm, I, I Honestly, um, uh, Margaret, I just want to let the people know that we are human beings, despite the fact if we are Palestinian or American, no matter. Gaza is exposed the world, exposed our world and the value of the human being. International community, they are not doing enough. These countries, you heard Margaret speak about the veto used by United States. And the people right now, as people, we need to take a stand. You cannot be in the middle. You are standing here or here. This is a genocide happening. Uh, the silent, it's not a solution. People, they need to take an action. People, they need to... Uh, raise their voices, reach out to their representative, uh, go organize, uh, connect with the organizers in your area and be in solidarity. This is our time to take a stand. And right. I believe it's our responsibility too. We need to stop this genocide. And the only way right now to count in people, more than this government, governments doesn't care that much about what's going on. Right now, we need to do whatever we can to support yeah. everywhere it's level. And thank you, Margaret, for the great work you do. Well, thank you. All the best. Stay well, well and safe. Uh, Ziad Abbas, Middle East Children's Alliance, 818-985-5735. Last call for you to uh, support um, emergency aid for Gaza. I'd like to thank Jose Benavides um, for his help with today's show. I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Ziad Abbas. If you'd like a copy of today's show, contact the Pacifica Radio Archives. Please stay tuned for more uh, Fun Drive programming here on your local station. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Margaret Prescott, Sojourner Truth. We'll be back on the air next Tuesday. And you all, please stay well and safe. And remember, let Gaza live. Call 818-985-5735. Thank you, each and every one of you who called and pledged and for your support. And let's all give peace a chance. Thank you for listening. <laughs>